one, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! And thanks for all the fish. That's the name of that song. Mm. What's up, Uncle Puckers? Yo, How we doing, guys? How you guys? Not doing? too bad. How you doing? <laughs> Not much. So uh, let's. Uh, I guess we have to give our proper dues to the Florida Panthers. Uh, holy shit, man! Uh, wow. That game. What a game last night. What a freaking game. game. Can and. You uh, Four, I mean, we we lost we lost in five games to these fuckers that just went and got swept by the by the Panthers, which I, I have to say we probably would have gotten swept by them too, <laughs> playing the way that they're playing. But man, we really couldn't do better than five games. I don't know. I still feel like at our best, we would have slowed that machine down and would have made it a series. But we were nowhere near in our best form this playoffs, unfortunately. And, no, and Florida is just weren't. amazing. They're just executing. Every shift, uh, you know, not a, a crack in their game. And, you know, the Canes played very good last night. I thought Freddie Anderson played really well. I thought the team played. I mean, they were dominating zone possession, but just the quick, uh, you know, just ice, you know, up ice, boom, boom. Florida just, they, they what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, but up, I can't think of the fucking word. I'm, having, I'm sorry. I'm extremely tired. But anyway, they just the way that they the way they the way that they just get up the ice into a quick, a quick scoring opportunity. It's just they are so freaking good. It's like they know where everybody is at all times. Matthew Kachuk is a fucking beast on every level. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can't script what this guy's doing in the postseason. It's fucking amazing. This, this is stuff of legend for a young guy, too. Like, this is Holy incredible. Shit. And the Florida Panthers, I mean, look, you got Carolina coming out. They're down 3 nothing. They know they got to give it everything. And it's, bam, in the back of your net in 30 seconds. I mean, to their credit, they could have crumbled. Probably should have. And they actually made a really good game out of it. Um, my God. Florida, like I said, if they won, I think I'm going to have to uh, readjust my bracket because this just seems like a team of destiny at this point. I have went uh, with Florida the whole time, I think. And, yes, we know. Uh, I gotta say, you know, you could see Anderson's face on that first goal last night. They look, you look, they looked like they were. You just knew that they were worried right away. Um, sure. Claire scored. I mean, Florida is uh, such a crazy team this year, and I mean, you know, the whole family. You know, you got the dad. We all watched the dad play growing up. Love them. Um, Brady Kachuk's badass. Um, and Matthew Kachuk, I mean, we and Chris were talking earlier today, and Jesus Christ, if he would have been on the Devil's Med, it would have been a whole different playoff run for us. This guy is a leader. Like, 
Um, I mean, it's just this guy's a special player. You know, I know a lot of people give him some hate, and we, you know, we hated him when he hurt, when Hughes got hurt a little bit. You know, I, I understand, but this is the guy you want on your team. This is the guy that can carry a team. Um, it's just it's, it's crazy, man. These games. I, I was not a fan of calling a fucking tripping call on Jordan Stahl with less than a minute left in a tie game like that. You know, this is a playoff game, and they let everything go in that third period. I mean, Florida got away with a lot of shit. A lot of shit. A lot more shit than Carolina did in that third period. And then 54 seconds left. You call a fucking trip on Jordan Stahl. Was not even a... You know, it wasn't like a flagrant trip. You know, Stahl was in playing the puck. Nowhere near the play. Right. Definitely could have let that go. Yeah, this was stupid. Like, you... And you give him a power play with 54 seconds left in a tie game. Like, you knew it was over at that point. As soon as that penalty happened, I'm like, here we go. No overtime tonight. It's almost as stupid as a delay of game penalty in overtime. Unfortunately, like we said, though, I agree. But that is just one of those... Yeah, it's one. but it's one of those penalties. You have to call it, you know? That's the thing that's not... up for debate, it. right? It's either it is or it isn't. Correct. You know, and then you got uh, you know Vegas ready to go tonight. Um, if they win, they sweep uh, Dallas. And yeah, let me ask you guys a question. Wait man. till Wednesday for hockey. What can can you ever recall a time? And I wanted to ask this the other day when it was still three zero, both series where it's been three nothing going in the conference finals, both sides with chances for sweeps, with no reason to think they both wouldn't be sweeps. I mean, this I, is incredible. I don't. I can't say that I remember a time where both conference finals were sweeps. No. You know, no. one and four. I, I not in not in any time. I even remember. if it doesn't sweep to have a team up three nothing. Both conferences have a team down three nothing at the same time. I don't think I've ever seen it. You know, oh, Aiden Hill too. I mean, this guy. You know, they got him from Arizona. They got him from San Jose. Actually, I think he played twenty five games with San Jose. And this guy has just really been a beast for them, man. I mean. The goaltending has been, and you know, and you can see a big difference on the teams that advanced, right? There's been such a solid goaltending for those teams. Like, you know, Vegas went through five goalies this year. I mean, you know, Devils went through seven last year. We talked about that earlier in the season. Um, Aiden Hill, though, I mean, he's been great during the playoffs. Vegas is tough. I mean, don't know. I mean, it's, you know, Jack Eichel's been playing great. So. <laughs> yes. No, I, I mean, I think Vegas definitely is uh, – uh, going to end up winning that series. Um, and I think Florida and Vegas are going to be a heck of a final. I think they're very similar in their styles of play. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll see what happens. See if Ottinger can bounce back tonight and try and make a friggin' series out of this. But they got their own fucking problems. Um, you know, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, ben um, that got suspended. Oh, yeah. uh, the captain, what the hell's his name? Um, for Dallas. No, we're now we're all. Uh, Jamie Ben. Jamie, yes, Jamie yeah. Ben, thank you, That's thank not you. Make Two easier. games, right? Two but, games for the hit the stone. Holy shit! I was gonna say Dover. Cro- D- ben Dover, he gets his brother. <laughs> yeah. Did you mm-hmm. see the cross check on that? Oh, yeah. that was I mean, yes. that was just fucking bush league bullshit. You wearing a C on your fucking jersey? And that's how you act in a friggin' playoff game. Before the like, before the penalty came down, he said that uh, he was just trying to brace himself. Oh, with Mark or Stone's something, something, face. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. just trying to brace uh, that was myself. An obvious cross check to the ground, right? But, I mean, come on, terrible. man. That's the, you, you, all you talk about. Stupid fucking penalties. You're in the conference finals, man. Yeah. You're the captain of the team. That's bush league bullshit. We won't see him. And and I heard that there might even be suspensions laying to, uh, coming down. For next season, so if they suspend them five games and they're done tonight, he'll have to serve a four game. Well, he got in two. the beginning of the year. Oh, they did come down they with it two. today. So okay. they lose tonight, it will start next year. Okay, okay. Then I, I would, I didn't know that they called it yeah, down. They yet. I didn't hear it. 
Okay. Here's something interesting. The last time the Panthers made it to the Cup final, Matthew Chuck was not even born yet. Tom Brady had not thrown a pass for Michigan. Um, Tiger Woods was not even pro. I mean, that's, you know, Google was not yet incorporated. I mean, there was a whole different world back then. And this, you know, I mean, that's how long it was, 96. It's crazy. It doesn't yeah. seem that long ago, but. Where they got swept in yeah. the finals. The rats the on bees. the ice, remember? You know, no, I think we got to. It was um, the avalanche. We got to address kind of the parody of the league, too. I bees. saw something today. Bees uh, this is pretty interesting. Oh, it's I'm bees. sorry. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Dan and I were right. having Other a separate bees. conversation. Nothing. Sorry, Dan, my bad. Go ahead, Bobby. I apologize. <laughs> That's completely my fucking fault. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, there was a stat today about the um, teams who advanced to the Stanley Cup Finals after entering the postseason as the league's lowest-ranked team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's this year's Panthers, 2021 Canadians, the 2017 Predators, and I assume that the Blues just missed this in 19 when they won the Cup. Maybe they weren't the bottom seed, but they were certainly one of the lower seeds, weren't they? they, they well, they I know dead that. They last in December and came all the yeah, way Yeah, coming into January, they were dead last in the right. division. So, so yeah. I mean, if that doesn't show you parity in the recent years, this is all in the last you know five, six years. Yeah. And these are just, just like we said before, just get in. I don't care about first place anymore. I just want to get in. I want to do what Florida's doing. Is, is I agree, um, you know, but Florida, like this is what I think everybody expected from Florida last year when they won the um, President's Trophy and then they lost in the second round to Tampa. I think this is the, what everybody was expecting, except now with the inclusion of Matthew Kachuk. Uh, yeah, it's just um, they're a completely different team. I mean, they're just a yeah. bunch of fucking badasses. I think you said that last week that uh, or last show that he, that they adopted his personality, and that's that's yeah, totally true, point. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely true. So you know that was supposed to be a hockey trade, quote unquote. You know what I mean? But you can look at it now and say, well, you know, Panthers got way more, at least to date. You know, at least to date. I mean, that's a great question. A when has a franchise turned around more with one trade than that? That's hard to beat. You know. I don't know. I'm I mean, sure there's really other instances is. out there, but that's that's a it's huge like, change for your club. It's not like they imported a superstar because they put together a giant package. They also shipped right. out a star. So it, you, right. you yeah. thought it was more of a one-to-one, yeah. maybe this guy's slightly better. You didn't see this. Like, no, this well, incredible. you know, I mean, nope. that's even – I mean, we saw a little bit of Matthew Kachuk last year in the playoffs with Calgary and what he could do, but no, nothing like what he's doing now. I mean, he turned it up to a different level. Uh, last year in those playoffs, but man, it's just, uh, it's crazy how, yeah, the whole team just basically said, okay, we're going to just do whatever he says, follow him, play like him, every, and it's working. Um, I do think Vegas will have something to say about that, though. It should be a really fun series. You notice with Vegas, Kessel's been scratched since the second, before the second series. Yeah. I think right when the second series started, he's been yeah. scratched. Yeah, he's, he's been scratched. Every game this season. Yeah, the playoffs might be a little early to Iron Man. It might be a little early to preview that series because, you know, Vegas has not won it yet. But do you, when you no. said that should be a good series, I mean, good, yeah, uh, in a sense. But I just get this feeling that Florida's going to run over them. I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I think Florida can definitely – I think Florida's probably going to beat them. But I don't think they're going to do to them what they did to Carolina. Um, See, I think I'm finally going to learn be because I said the same thing about Carolina – I did not think Carolina was going to get swept. I mean, I called them two, Tony, but neither of us had them in four. I mean, no, right? Am I wrong? No, yeah, no. I mean, come on. Yeah. No. Do you guys, I think I called them. Yeah, you did. Um, do you guys think it's, you know, that uh, Tom Fitzgerald was not nominated for Executive of the Year? Is that a bit of a slight here? Should this guy that's be insane. nominated? That's, that's insane. I mean, 
He should have yeah, been nominated. I, I, don't I don't know what the thought process was. Is it because he did a little bit more of a slower build to get to this point over a period of years as opposed to like a huge flash? Well, but I don't see the how biggest one season jump in NHL history. Yeah, you know, if, still. Lindsay, if Lindy gets credit for it, so should he. So, I mean, are they and maybe more by... credit. To be honest with you, like more credit than 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 uh, Lindsay because Lindsay did point. what Lindsay did the year before, and Fitz made a lot of moves this past year well, yeah. that he didn't make the year before. That's a great point. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and I mean, it, it, could it also be the um, the fact that like he didn't? I mean, I know the Timo Meyer was a big move but maybe they're just I, I don't know maybe not, not a ton of action before this season started you know like there really wasn't you signed Palat and then you made the move for Meyer maybe just I don't know I don't Man know the check. thinking behind it got it but got a goal I, to yeah, I, I just, season at least yeah. I can't see how the guy every major deal he's done he's hit gold with I don't know how he's not in this conversation yeah well maybe next year when we win the Stanley Cup he will be oh boy nice. that'll be nice I was so, surprised that too. Well, so we had a couple of things to do tonight. Um, kind of a fun show. So we all have come up with, we wanted to take five devils that are not retired. So five devils of anybody that's played on this team. And I guess we can do current devils if you wanted to. Um, I wasn't sure about that. Um, Sands, Brodor, Niedermeyer, Elias, Stevens, and Danico. The five guys that have their numbers retired up to the rafters. And rank them five down to one. Who you think is either, could be anything that's personal. Who you think is, you know, your, who was your favorite players? Who do you um, like uh, as far as the top five guys you think are, were influential on this team or had a lot of, you know, whatever the case what is. It's, to rank them for you, yeah. Yes, but it's your personal ranking. So we'll start right. with number five, go down, and we'll go around. So we'll do like Tony, Bobby, Dan, me, and see if how many of these that we have are the same or whatever, where our thinking is. So we'll start with Tony, your number five, and why you're picking them. Number five, it's my only current devil, actually. Um, it's Jack Hughes, of course, because, you know, I mean, I've been watching the devil since the 80s, and he's a player that I really, I, you know, it takes me a while to buy a jersey for a guy. You know, the guy's played for four years. Uh, already for us, which is crazy. I mean, when I think that, um, I mean, 87 goals. I mean, the guy's getting better and better. We have a star on our hands. I mean, I, I, how could I not love Jack Hughes? And that's pretty All much right. Jack Hughes five. is your number five. Yeah. Bob? I had a really hard time with this, actually, guys. In fact, overnight, I changed um, my, my number five and push the guy back to number six. I didn't originally want to take this person. Ooh, you have an honorable mention you want to throw out I, first? Yeah, I will get to that, yes. Okay. I, 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 no, we'll do it after, actually. Okay. Um, I, I'll get to, I didn't like the, the contract situation. I didn't like the way this player left, but then I thought about it overnight, and I had to think about how much I appreciated watching this particular person and what they meant to the franchise, and for me, for the long period of years. So I decided to throw Zach Parisi in there. I, I wanted to skip go. him, but he's done, he, he really did have a great time. When he came in in 05-06, the whole league was talking about Crosby, but he was our guy. You know, we were there, game one, chanting, you know, Parisi's better, which, again, we know is not. Um, but it was fun. He was our guy for a long time, so I had to give him the credit there. The, the shocking guy I was going to put at number five was barely a devil, and that was Alexander McGillney. Okay. Uh, just because I was so excited when we traded for him, it was 2000. That was, like, such a super above-the-line kind of trade, like going for it in the playoffs. And we, listen, we won the Cup in 95, we know, right? We lost. We didn't even make the playoffs in 96. We needed one point. We didn't get it because our old buddy Tom Torski scored the game-winning goal for Ottawa. Yeah. So we didn't make the playoffs that year. And then the next three years, 
As good as we were, I'm pretty sure it was two first round exits and one second round exit. One for two first round exits, to, I think, to Pittsburgh and one to yeah. Ottawa. I think and then in the a second. second round somewhere in there yeah. before ninety nine two thousand. So when ninety nine two thousand came in that year, and to get this guy, you know, we didn't get the seventy six goal scorer from Buffalo. In fact, the last couple of years we had him, he was still he didn't even have very good years before he came to us. But it was still super exciting. Him and Claude Lemieux coming over. You knew something special was being built, so I had, I had a real big affinity for him. And then watching him all of 2000, uh, 2000, 2001, when he came back to form and scored like 40 goals, uh, it was just tremendous. So, he's so your honorable mention is McGillney, but you're going number five, Zach Parise. Yes, sir. All right. Dan? All right. Yeah, I struggle with this a lot, too. I thought about a bunch of players. I, I put off ranking them for the longest time because I'm like, I don't know, man. I can't do this. To be honest, um, I ended up settling the same number five as Tony, but honestly, he could easily be my number one soon. And the fact is, I think that if things go that way, his his number's definitely going to be in the rafters. Some of these other guys are not going to get the chance. It's just they're not going to go back that far. So we're talking about Jack Hughes. Uh, he means so much to the franchise, such a franchise changer to this point. The, the future is yet unwritten, you know. Jack leaves in a couple of years in some kind of weird Taylor Hall-like incident. That comes off the list probably as like a could have been, should have been thing. But right now he's on pace to be the greatest devil of all time, perhaps eclipsing, eclipsing the biggest names that we know of in the past. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but, you know, he's my number five, and that's a temporary spot holder where he can fall off the list. Or he could uh, become the top of that list very easily, either way, depending on what happens. Uh, I probably struggled more with four, which we'll get to. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't sure if we were going to do, like, current Devils. And I, I had said this to Tony before we started recording today. I was like, if we were doing current, then yes, Jack was on this list. But because I wasn't sure how we were doing it, I kept current Devils off. So I just kind of made my list with, like, the most influential players that you know on this team and throughout the history number five i'm going and i didn't get a chance to watch this guy a lot uh when he was with the devils i've watched him throughout his career but he was with the devils early on uh and that was kirk muller drafted second overall 1984 behind mario lemieux uh you know the guy had franchise records for points in a single game assists in a single game you can say he was probably the first legitimate superstar the Devils ever had. Went on yeah, to having absolutely. a great career, um, you know, played for a, a bunch of different teams, but his first few years, and I know it ended ugly with him, uh, and he wasn't around for any of the Cups, probably should have been, at least 95 should have been. So uh, I'm putting Kirk Muller up there because I believe when he came in, you know, we've been in the league now three years, he actually brought a little bit of legitimacy. Uh, we actually had a legit guy on this team that you needed to pay attention to. Once so, a playoff round, five, stuff like that. Yeah, my number five is Kirk Muller. All right. Nice. Number four, Tone. Yeah, this guy, you know, I love this guy. A lot of people are calling this guy, this Mike fucking Luzzo. guy. Love <laughs> this guy. Let me tell you about this guy. This Mike guy. Mike Peluso fan, man. Oh, I Mike Peluso? Mikey, Mike Peluso. Drafted in 84. Um, just a dude, four years with the Devils, man. He actually played, what, 192 games. He was didn't score very much, but uh, he was just a passionate player, man. And I hated the way he went out. I know you guys, I'm sure you guys know, it was like the lawsuit with Lamarillo and stuff. Um I the mean, paternity suit, and he really wasn't Lou's child. I remember all that. <laughs> no, but Mike, Mike Peluso, I mean. No kid of mine has that much hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know, he was a fighter. He was. A, I loved his fights. His fights were just, like, always epic, right? They, they weren't just, yeah, like, you know, they, he had that 
rocky looking thing going on there. And I, I like just six, six hundred and nineteen minutes penalties with us in the regular season, but the playoffs he put up two goals, you know, and he got a cup with us. And I just really liked Mike Peluso, and you know, it's hard. I, I, ever since I was younger, and I just think that he was a uh, you know one of those devils that I remember. I, I talked to you guys about that too, even in '95 on the bench when they, you couldn't even skate anymore. To me, that was just so you know. You're awesome. doing your list mostly on just guys that you liked the most. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the most yeah. play, my favorite players as Devils probably. Okay. I, I uh, like him too. Three. Like, uh, you know, a level of skating that, that every guy could uh, aspire to. Like, maybe I could skate that good someday. You're right. You're right. He really <laughs> wasn't, wasn't uh, you no. know, Jack Hughes. Well, he had all there. heart. But all heart. That was it. Yeah. And then, then yep, that's why everybody the, loved him. The game in the 90s, you know, early 90s, late 80s and stuff, that was what it was. You needed those guys. Um, you mm-hmm. had to have them. We don't win the Cup in 95 without Peluso. We don't make it to the Conference Finals in 94 without him in that line. And it was a great the to see a guy like that A lot of those guys yes. don't win Cups. Yeah. Know? It's an underdog story. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Bobby, your number four? My number four, Forever 22, Claude Lemieux. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. it's no secret that I was not even a hockey fan before the 94 playoffs. Specifically, it was Chris introducing me to the Devils Rangers series that even made me like hockey. Uh, the next year, I was fair weather fan most of the year. I was still up in college. I watched some games from kind of the periphery, you know. Came home, started the playoff run, and I just saw this guy do what he did. For anybody out there who's listening, younger kids, if you don't know what Claude Lemieux did for the 95 team, go watch the tape. I don't need to get into the stats or anything. He won the Smythe for a reason. So I love that, and I love that little kick when he came back in 2002. Didn't do a, didn't do a ton to help us through that run, but he, he still brought that same kind of playoff you know, acumen, and uh, and it helped. So, yeah, Claude Lemieux. All right. All right. And so far, oh, yeah, we did have Jack Hughes, uh, you guys uh, agreed on, with number five. So, okay, so number four for you, Mr. Dan. Um, I was torn between uh, uh, three players with this. It was very hard for me to pick. Um, Are you, you know, I was like thinking about. What's that? Are you ranking yours in order? Like your I'm favorite, going up like from uh, five to five to number one. Yeah. So like I kind of like had these slots and I just had some people I felt like, no, you're not a number three. You're a four, but you're a four too. You know what I mean? So I had like <laughs> all my bunched up on, on the four slot for some reason. Um, and I was torn between, uh, I'm just going to say it, Holik McLean and Lemieux. And in the end, like Bobby, I went with Lemieux. He's, uh, I just, when I look at Johnny McLean was huge for that team. It was very important. Bobby Holik, even though it didn't end well, and everybody's like, oh, he went to the Rangers. Come on, man. He was huge, and he was definitely the most talented line player on that crash line. That was so awesome to us fans in the 95 run, in 94, etc. But Claude Lemieux, you can't, you can't surpass what he – he, like, epitomized uh, the devil's style and what we could aspire to, having, you know, great skill when it counted, coming in clutch and being that guy that nobody wanted to play against. And uh, I loved him for that, so I agree with Bob 100% on that. I'm going to give him the four slot. And, uh, you know, I probably should have given him the three slot. When you hear my three, you'll understand why that's kind of crazy. Well, my number four is um, the guy came to Jersey in 98, centered the most offensively prolific line this team has ever had, uh, you know, Jason Arnott. Overtime <laughs> cup winning goal. And enough said, Jason yeah. Arnott. That's it. Yeah. Number four. He's great. Then that's my number four. So number three, Tone. 
So I'm going to be with Bobby and Dan on this one. It's definitely quality. Another one of my favorite players growing up. Um, I remember when he first came to the Devils, uh, you know, what he won. He's one of the only 11 players to win three cups with three different teams. I mean, the guy was just, he was he was such an instigator. And I, I, I'll admit, I, you know, even when you could tell from all the shows, I'm that guy. I like that dude. I like the dude who, I know, he, like when he punched Brett, Brett Lindros in the face on the bench. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the 90s. Maybe it's really, I just love that kind of hockey. And I miss it now. And I think Claude Lemieux was, that's what I like about Meyer, actually. Meyer reminds mm-hmm. me of a version of Claude Lemieux. Maybe not as nasty, you know, but uh, I mean. We can hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely has some of uh, Lemieux in, in Lemieux in his game, no doubt. Uh, we yeah, saw that in the yeah. Rangers series, and, uh, and Lemieux yeah. was a devil, you know, against the Rangers. You could as he would get in there, it was just he was just a devil. He was like a perfect devil to me, and I loved Claude Lemieux. So, Bobby, I agree with you and Dan. How could you not go with Claude? You just have him one up. You have him as number three. Yeah, and mine's not really four. in order, actually. Mine's just, you know. And how about you, Bobby? Number well, the three. The order was the hardest part, Tony. So you're, uh, you're to me, out yes, on that. That was the whole thing was hard to me. Listen, uh, my picks now are going to start to become more clear. I kind of have a theme here in that my favorite players, it's really kind of like the way they play that, that makes them my favorite player. And just to give a little hint of that, some of my other honorable mentions are people like Blake Coleman, David Clarkson. Um, but mm-hmm. for number three for me, there's a guy that I thought just like epitomized every day and just was a pit bull or a mad dog, if you will, and that's John Madden. Uh, okay. I love the guy. Mm, yeah. I love the way he played the game. He played Great. the game hard. That shorthanded goal was against Dallas, right? I think that yeah. just what that just turned that game and um yeah, just enough said. I just I love I loved watching him and he wasn't the type of guy you would normally say for that, but he was called Mad Dog for a reason and that's how I like to see players play hockey. I love John Madden. I gotta agree that's with a good one. one. Danny? Uh I think that when you look at my next three especially, they're definitely not gonna compete on like the skill or even um, like that epitomizing devil hockey like John Madden does, you know, like being that kind of player coming clutch, this and that. But I just like them for some reason. So I'm giving the number three slot to a guy who, as a player, I actually saw very little of his play. And uh, I really know more as a broadcaster. It's Chico Resch. Chico is a polarizing character. I know a lot of Devils fans who hate Chico and couldn't wait for him to get off TV and maybe don't tune in and listen to radio. I love Chico. I love how crazy he is. I love how he like weirdly Canadian he is and he's always been you know honest and he has that weird personality I love it he's always been uh you know a bit of a homer and definitely in the bag for the goalies I get it I see his limitations uh but I love it I love him for he's an honest character I mean hockey without Chico is really gonna suck someday I hope uh he stays around in the game broadcasting in some capacity for a long time yeah as a player I mean who who are you going to put him on the goaltender all-time list? He's not up really, really high, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, he he played for a billion teams, and it was cool that he was with Jersey, and it's cool that he landed as a, a broadcaster for so many years uh, with the club. Chico Resch was in my um, honorable mention category. Yeah, I did cool. have him. Didn't make the list, but... Uh, yeah, for, but I can see why he would make someone's list. I get it. <laughs> but, but I can see why he does, too, uh, at the yeah. same time. So, number three, for me, I'm going to go with, I think, the most underrated New Jersey Devil in the history of the New Jersey Devils, and that's a guy that can play amazing two-way hockey, came up with clutch goals when you needed him to, won all three Stanley Cups with this team, and nobody even remembers him, and that's Sergey Breland. Nice. The Sarge, mm. number 18. Sarge his number not up there, right? I'm going with Sergey. Uh, you, you trusted him to go out there in any situation, whether it be... Stop 
stopping a team's best forward line, whether you needed a goal. He played the power play. He played the penalty kill. He just was always a team player. Uh, you know, he was a fucking soldier out there. Um, and I, I, I love Sergey Breland. He gets my number three spot. Nice. All right. Down to the final two. Tony. So this is going to show how old I Well, actually, I'm you know not even old, but I watched Devils in the 80s with my grandfather. And uh, Aaron Broughton was a player I loved as a kid. Yeah. Um, the dude played, you know, 581 games with us. He, uh, he, he got in fights. I remember he was on the, actually speaking of Mueller, he was on a line with Mueller and Verbeek. Yep. I mean, I was just talking to somebody actually about that the other day. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, Aaron Broughton was a player. It's funny because, you know, a lot of the newer, newer fans, they don't know Aaron Broughton. I mean, that's just, he, he's that's so long ago now, but for me, that was part of my childhood and, uh, Broughton was, you know, was there from 82 to 90. He was a big part of that team. In early days. Yeah, and shipped them off right before they started getting good. That's how it goes, yeah. Yep. And Dan, but speaking I, of Chico, that's the first goalie I think I remember ever playing with when I was a kid. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what his last year was. Do you remember his last year with the Devils? I was, no, I was no. thinking about it, but I didn't look it up. 86? Maybe 86. Might have yeah, been that sounds well, right. No, 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 it wasn't. Because he was, he was with the Islanders in the 70s, right? Then he got traded to Colorado. Yes. So I think he was played like three years here. So maybe like eighty three, eighty four, maybe that was uh, around where he ended. I, yeah, I think my yeah, if he played three years with us, it might have been like eighty four, eighty five, something like yeah, that, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So all right, Bobby, you're down to your final two. No surprise that the name was going to come up at some point in the lower end here. That's Randy McKay. Uh, always loved Randy McKay. I love the way he played. I just met so much. Randy McKay is like, it's like your first love, you know, just loved watching him. And then sure, you, you get better girlfriends throughout your life, but you never forget that first love. That's kind of where Randy is with me. And your new girlfriend's um, Ryan Graves. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so, yeah, like I said, I, I stat wise, he had, he had better years. He had, you know, especially after the cup that, you know, wasn't so great, but uh, what he did in the playoffs, being part of the crashers, just that style again, hard nosed guy, um, given everything, every shift. Big in the covered the whole crash line, Bobby. See, the whole crash line has been covered. Oh, the whole now. crash line, of course, but, you know, yeah, I pick you know. a player. You knew they were going to come up on our list, for sure. Yeah. Uh, how, how can you say no to Randy McKay? I mean, he was fucking amazing. So much fun to watch. I agree. Dan, number two. Uh, my number two is maybe, I don't know if he's going to be on your guys' list, but I like him, and maybe a lot like Chico for his personality. Uh, but also, at least, he definitely had some great play he added to the Devils. Uh, Scotty Gomez. Uh, okay. Scotty Gomez was a, a fun player, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's always loved the Devils. He's still showing up at their stuff. What a class move, cheering on Jack to break his records and stuff. And um, you know I, I just I, I thought he was clutch. I thought he was great. I loved watching him come up as a rookie, and he really was the kid on that team of of like some grizzled veterans who, who took him under his wing. Um, I've seen some of the stuff he's put up on social media. He tells some stories, you know interactions with some of the pl- the older players at the time being a, a rookie uh and it was just it was just a great experience to watch him at that time and then also produced on the ice he was great he was fantastic for the team i uh, wish he could have stayed a devil forever uh didn't work out that way but uh and you know you can say look is he is he on the same caliber as some of those guys who are hanging up there maybe not i'm going to admit that uh as far as uh, you know time spent with the team and everything else but that time was pretty awesome, pretty special, and it was, it was impactful to me. I really enjoyed it. You know, and out of what everybody, all the guys that you said, there's two guys that I think if they just 
didn't leave when they left and they stayed around even for a few more years with this team, you could make the argument of putting their name up on the Raptors, and that's Gomez and Parisi. I do think that they mm-hmm. were on their way to becoming, you know, the best, Definitely. some of the best devils ever. And boy, um, Gomez had that same problem that Clarkson had when he left. It just all went downhill. Yeah, I mean, never, yeah. never got his mojo back. Yeah, um, no. My number two guy is a guy some of you guys already had on the list. Um, uh, for me, just I do not think that the Devils win two cups after 95 if this guy didn't give you the blueprint on how to do it, and that's called Lemieux. Uh, number mm-hmm. two, yeah. just, I mean, you guys already covered it, but for me, he set the template on this is playoff hockey and if you want to be successful this is how you have to play even though he wasn't there for the other two cups i mean the guy was i mean in 95 like like we watched matthew kachuk doing with florida that's what claude yes. did for, with the devils um and, and you need so, somebody yeah, to do he, something like that and he was huge yes and and for yeah. me he's my number two so uh, and that's a good that ranking is, to be honest my rankings up high are, are so personal that Number two is a, a much better, more objective ranking for where to put Lemieux. He was huge for this uh, for this team. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, it's preference. Everybody puts them where you think. That's not, sure, a, you know, sure. I mean, number one, this is and it, the final one. Number one disappoint you all. And, it's gonna, and my honorable mention will kind of show why number one is, like I said, I was younger and I was listening to all the Devils games on the radio one time and Sean Burke. I, I liked Burke, man, when I was a kid. And, you know, the honorable would be Billington even, because I remember Billington, I mean, you sure. know, both of those. And Billington, you know, he obviously, uh, who's actually a great uh, goalie coach over there with Colorado, man. He's done a great job. But Sean Burke, I mean, went to the playoffs with the Devils, uh, you know, for two two years. He was with them. I mean, I know he, he wanted to get out of there. And that was the problem back then. Those days when the guys left, like we're talking about Mueller and them, it usually ended not very happy. Um, it always, you know, kind of with that organization. But, uh yeah, I mean, 90, 1985, we drafted him, and I've, I always liked Sean Burke. And I know he played with a shitload of teams afterwards. It was with Hartford sure, yeah. and Tampa and just – but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it comes – for me, it's like a lot of like what I liked as a kid, and he was one of those dudes who I thought was – All know, right. Yeah, I can't argue with Sean Burke. He was a hell of a goalie. Number one for you, Bobby. Not only is he a current devil, he's a very young devil. I'm surprised you guys didn't go this route. I am going Jack Hughes. We have never had anything like this before. You know, I think about everything he brings. It's fascinating. I think it, but listen, I'm not a 16-year-old girl, right? I'm almost a 49-year-old man, and I could watch a Devils game without my heart even beating sometimes, unless it's the playoffs. But I watch Jack Hughes. He brings me my feet half the time. I just, I, We haven't had anything like this. I love his character. I love the way he embraces being a Devil. I love the way he's arrogant to the point of not being like, Overly so. He's just confident, and he comes out, and uh, the way he plays the game, and on top of that, he's a superstar. All effort. I know it's early, but yeah, Jack Hughes, for me, right now, if I think about guys I want to watch play this game, it's Jack Hughes. All right. I I get it. I think I said he was either my five or my one, because I was, like, thinking very similarly to you, Bobby. Uh, I get it. Absolutely. What I did choose for my number one was something you chose for your number two, Randy McKay. And it's a little crazy. Like I said, how, you know, skill-wise, he's not number one on anybody's list of anybody. You know, it's like, he, he, but he was definitely, to me, uh, so important to that crash line. And he sat kind of in the middle between Holik and what he did and Peluso, what he did on that line. And uh, he just seemed like such uh, a heart guy. You know, like, we all know that Scott Stevens was the core heart of that team um, and the leader. But, you know, he was like the leader and he, maybe the will 
but like the 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 heart uh, who had like the best balance of skill and the guy you pulled for. He was you pulled for him kind of like Peluso, but uh, he also had skill kind of more like on Lemieux's level uh, at times. And uh, I just loved him for that. And I just liked the kind of hockey that I think he epitomized that line, and that line epitomized the Devils. And so that's why he becomes my number one there. Also, he's remained around in the organization. I don't know if you guys saw him. He was at some of the playoff yeah. games. And it's been cool to see him as he's gotten older. You know, just I would love to see him have more of a role with the team. One of those ex-players that when you see him, you're like, oh, man, I miss that guy around somehow. Whether he's in broadcasting or, you know, he did some capacity, it would be cool. Because uh, he was always a very cool guy. I saw him on an interview with Scotty Gomez on his social media stuff. And it, I really enjoyed it. And, and, you know, it brought me back. I really enjoyed uh, his time with the Devils. And because of that very subjective set of reasons, I'm giving it to Randy McKay. That's fair enough. Can't really argue. I'm my number one. I'm I'm kind of surprised didn't make anybody's list because this guy mm. for you know many years was our, our best offensive player, uh, John McClain. John McClain, yeah. who, who you know, nineteen. I told you, I was thinking is, about him. He's kind of yeah. honorable mention for me. Got into I was thinking about him for number four. You know, in, in 1988, the Devils had never made the playoffs. Okay, it's 1988. Right. It's the last game of the season. They have to win the game. Now, this is a time where, after your you know regular regulation is done, it's five on five for five minutes, and if nobody wins, it's a tie, which means right. everybody just there's no one point given at the end of regulation Amazing for people that didn't follow hockey back then. There was one point. Two points up for grabs in the overtime. If you want it in overtime, right. you get the two points. If you don't, nobody scores, goes to a tie, each team gets one point. The Devils needed two points. Goes to right. overtime in Chicago, and John McClain scores the game winner and gets this team into the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. Held, you know so many records for this team at one point or another, which are now being shattered by the guys that we have uh, nowadays, even back in the you know early 2000s when you had the Parisis and the Kovalchuks and all those dudes, McGillneys and them. But John McClain, to do what he did in 1988, just to kind of... And so happy he was there for 95 to win that cup. Um, you know, still in coaching, still doing his thing, but... To me, I just had to put him at number one because it was the first time that franchise even got a taste of what it was like to be a winning team, to be a playoff team, and it was on the back of John McClain. So he's my number one. That now, might have been the first time argument. I jumped up in the air watching hockey. That had right? that mm-hmm. goal. That might have uh, been the first time that I, I, you know, I mean, you know, when you watch sports, I don't know about you guys, but Devil score, it's a big goal. I'm up in the air. That might have been the first time I remember just being like, it was such a who happy was, moment. Who was the goalie for Chicago that oh, allowed Pang. that goal? Darren Pang. That's right. Darren Pang. Oh, wow. That was Panger. That yeah. was Panger. That the was fun. smaller. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Very small. Yeah. So I, I, that was that's awesome. So we had one Randy McKay. We had one um, John McClain. We had one Jack Hughes for number one. And, Tony, your number one was Sean Burke? Sean Burke. Okay. So our like most it. repeated person is the only one that all four of us did, Claude Lemieux? Claude Lemieux was the and only I one. Think I so. swear, guys, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Yeah, I thought Claude really was, was actually going to be your number one, Tone. I, I was. Uh... But see, I went. If you look at mine, mine's in time. If, if you look at all my picks, it starts out with Sean Burke, then it goes to Broughton. So, so you didn't rank them. You put them in chronological order. 
I kind of went in chronological, yeah, because my last one was Yeah, in. that order. I did it in chronological order. Right. <laughs> I got a piece of paper with arrows moving and numbers. Yeah. And so right. Was, this one tough, goes man. there. That one yeah. goes yeah, there. Really I did in alphabetical order. Mine's in alphabetical order. Tune in next week when we do numbers 95 to 100. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know, it's funny you guys were talking about players who still are with the organization. When I was in Jersey last year, when I was at the, when I was at the Rock, I noticed, you know, Grant Marshall was there. Uh, White was there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys right. now who are actually sur- are around the team now, a lot, which is nice to see. You know, you have it is nice. Now it's got more history. You got some of those yeah, guys Paul around, was and Paul yeah, was there like ten times a year now. I mean, these guys are freak. Like it's kind of cool to see. Oliver, I mean, yeah, Kristoff. He's he's cool. up there now all the time. Um, like I, I had said, no Grant idea. Marshall. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. So I was um, thinking. Guys, want to play a game? I don't know. Should we really play a game? Well, probably not. Uh, well. Shall we play a game? This is this is Joe. Joe Fine. What are we doing here? Why are we listening to that answer? New Jersey Devil Podcast. Joe Fano made a breakthrough there. He just snuck on. Fucking. Stefano, yeah, so right. he's sneaky. So for, he's a sneaky effort. People that created, people that can't make yeah. uh, make out what it was that we just played. It's time for the devil, you know. Where today, me, Bobby, and Tony will be pitted against each other to see who has the best devil knowledge for a former devil. While Dan gives out clues to a player that played on this team. We can yell out answers. We get three incorrect answers before we are eliminated. We can ask Dan any question we want, and he can or cannot choose to answer it. So, Dan, whenever you are ready, sir. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I was going back and forth with a bunch of people to pick for this, so we'll see. I don't know. This was, uh, I thought, kind of an odd choice on my part. I don't know. Maybe you guys will nail this. Maybe you won't. Uh, first clue, I'll give you an approximate age. This player was born July of 1992. Someone gets born in July of 1992. You know, I don't expect you to get just on that information alone. It's a little silly. So maybe we'll keep moving. Let me know if I'm going too fast here. He had a contract with the Knights, the Golden Knights, but he didn't play. So, you know, unless you're a huge Knights fan, you might not know that one just yet, but uh, this leads him to come to New Jersey in 2019 uh, for a couple of picks in the future drafts, uh, third and a second round. Um, and he came as an RFA, as a re- restricted free agent. And what did we give up? You said a second and a third? Second and third round picks for the 2020 and 2021 uh, drafts, respectively. Okay. Actually, a third for the 2020 and a second for the 2021. I mean... I don't know. Maybe you remember all your draft pick trades, but I don't. So I don't know if I would have got it with that stuff so far. Um, He did uh, lead um, the club in his year and his time with the Devils with one year of uh, 31 assists and 44 points total. Who? John Merrill. Say that again. No, no, sir. I have a buzzer. Actually, Ah, uh, I got to get a buzzer going. Yeah, sorry. I have a. Um, can I guess? Yes. Pat Maroon. No. Okay. No, no, sir. No, okay. sir. Uh, can you repeat that last stat with the points? Um, he had 
31 assists, 44 total points. Okay. Um, uh, this would be 2020. Um, now, he let, it's led to a mutual termination of contract after he's put on waivers. Hang on. What's his name? Go ahead, Dan. Finish that one. It's led to a mutual termination of contract with the Devils after he's put on waivers. Ding, ding, ding. Nikita Gusev. Nice news. one. I was, nails uh, it. I was close to that one. I had That's a couple right. other clues uh, that I think would have led you to know he was rushing eventually. Yeah, 2021, he signed with the Panthers. He was a left winger. He won a smaller side, 5'9", 163. He won the KHL's Golden Stick MVP award multiple years. In fact, he's 10th all-time in the KHL in points, which maybe made you start thinking of a Russian. Um, and, yeah, the last clue is the goose is loose. Yeah, you, you would have got yeah. it then. Uh, remember that one, right? The goose is loose. It. I still didn't get it. I had it on the fucking tip of my tongue. And I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm trying, trying, trying to go with the, like a new guy, guy that we should done. know. It was weird because he's so promising, but I never think about him because he was really with us that one season that was cut short by the pandemic. That's why he had that's such right. – he led the team, but with, uh, you know, those points, 44 points, I mean, that's pretty bad. Well, not when that's you consider right. we didn't even finish the season. It wasn't a great year for us anyway, but still. He fell fast, though, didn't he, out of favor in that team? Like, it was like, you know uh, – I think there was, uh, there was a problem, right? Remember there was some kind of, like, management issue? They, I don't remember, but there was some talk I remember, like, kind of popping up here and there that – he didn't get along with management or something. I don't yeah, know. A lot of Russians like are that. weird players. Yeah, he yeah. was definitely not a good fit for this team. Um, you know, yeah. the, the, he was expected to do a lot more. He was kind of benched a lot, you know, in and out of the yeah. lineup. And, yeah, I, I remember that. He was like a superstar in the KHL, but he didn't he didn't know how to, like, follow directions exactly. or some shit. Where, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not the best teammate. And where is he now? Back in the oh, KHL. KHL, right? Uh, yeah. I, did, KHL, I did look. Man. What's that? Remember Reed Boucher? You guys remember what trouble he got into, right? For the set, he was grooming a younger girl, I guess. And now he's playing over the KHL because they took away, oh, they wiped really? away all his records and everything. You guys remember Reed Boucher, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Oh. He's over in the KHL playing now. I guess they, you know, because they don't care over there. They let him over there to play. But, all right. Uh, yeah. Well, I have a That's it. Nikita Gusev. What are we at? Tony's got to have the lead by a lot. Um, I don't yeah. have the old notebook. Well, they got, got two points taken away. Don't worry about it. I think he might be. Oh, I forgot. Now. Tony yeah. can't win anymore because he screwed up the game. I forgot. Yeah, I get right. Sorry, Tony. We're letting, yeah. you, we're letting you crawl back in, Tone. We're letting you crawl back in. Well, I'll crawl back in. His guess doesn't count. We should just uh, have whoever guesses next wins. Which guy wants to say Gusev? <laughs> oh, very good. Bobby gets the points. Sorry, Tony. Bobby, nice, Bob. Bob. They, 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 I'm giving Bobby points every damn week. He's going to win this thing and never guess a fucking guy right. Oscar, <laughs> you don't like this game anymore. Fucking Fano was right about you, man. <laughs> I'm Fano. This guy doesn't fucking know. Joe Fano, I don't know how that happened. Joe Fano, he's taken over. I don't know. Uh, I have a question. Uh, a question of the day. I want to get your yes, guys' sir. opinion on it. Okay. All right. Do you guys think in the next ten Not years? Much. I'll just say ten years. That the NHL would ever be a co-ed league? Well, 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 well. Would they be a co-ed league? I mean. What's to stop them from from being a co-ed league now? Is there you saying there's like a rule? You're saying, like, like they I'm would force. Like, would it, 
No, no, I don't. I, let's just. Uh, I don't think that there. There probably is some fucking rule, archaic rule of the NHL that no women can play. But I'm just saying you think so? that. Okay. Uh, probably. Um, you know, they right, wear friggin' rainbow jerseys out for. Uh, uh, I got you. Know, you. Warmups. So I'm just saying. Um, but if a woman, a girl, you know, a young female athlete takes off and 10, 12 years old and people are like, holy shit, this, you know, kid can fucking play. Do you think there would ever be a time where an NHL team with a female athlete was, Mm -hmm. you know, right there where she can play with the big boys that they would ever be in the NHL over the next 10 years? I don't think so. Why? I just, I just don't think so. I just don't. Why they're not good enough? I'm just. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to get into this totally. This conversation because I don't really want to see it. No, um, but, but, but why? But I don't why? think it'll happen. I just don't think it will. I just really don't. I, I mean, I think there's females that are definitely capable. I because, really do. Yeah, there's capable. There's always, there's always someone capable. But I think the thing is, there's too much liability of things that can happen and uh like what just bad well i mean you're gonna be sticking people in hotels together i don't know i'm just not gonna get too much into that but i'm gonna say no <laughs> wait so you're saying the problem is they might have to watch they might have to have to stay in the same hotel the NHL can't get in their own room i love that i think it's going to be a better argument for that than hotel my argument is i just don't think it's going to happen i don't really have all the reasons it's too much i can't see all right go ahead dan give me your opinion okay first of all like um all right there's a couple things going on here number one i i think tony might be right but i'm gonna say for totally different reasons i don't think it's the nhl is gonna have a hard time coming up with a, a ladies locker room and fitting it into buildings oh, like not. that's like a logistical well, thing that believe it or not if you go to like high school games today uh, i was kind of surprised when my daughter started getting into it that it just about every team has one or two and rare occasions three girls on the team it's kind of amazing right. um Usually they're the lower end skill level, but once in a while you see one who's like as good as the boys. Now, I think it's not going to happen too because we already have had a uh, women's professional league, and that's a whole other set of reasons why that didn't succeed. And um, But as for player-wise, I think there's very few who can uh, match the physical level. Don't forget, we have tons of guys playing the sport and only a very few ever rise to the level of play in the NHL. So we're talking about, like, the best athletes of the best athletes. So, right. you know, women's sports are there for a reason because, you know, there is a physical difference that is going to be really hard that the statistics are of that many guys playing at that high of a level is going to be something a girl, even at a really high level, can ever enter as they climb through the ranks. And another issue might be scouting. Right. So right now, when the uh, colleges look to you know scout players, some of them are big schools that are going to be pathways to the NHL. Um, they are scouting for girls and guys teams. They're not scouting to put the best girls on the guys teams. They're scouting to put them on the women's teams. The women's teams are a big thing in college. So yes. it's almost like uh, is the NHL even looking at them? I don't know because you know why. That's a huge chance. They've never played at that level with the highest guys, right? Well, so the NHL is, yeah. has to step now, in and make a business decision to try randomly, you know. 
Well, Sorry. Th- this, Go is, ahead. this is why I said, first off, like 10 years. When you talk about the physicality, I mean, if you actually look at the progression of the NHL in 10 years, how much hitting is really going to be in this freaking league at the rate that they're oh, going to Oh, that's right a now? great point. I didn't think about this. And I also look at it that. You know, you look at, like, go back to Branch Rickey, right? The old owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? Right, Jackie right. Robinson. Jackie Robinson comes in, was just too good of a player. He was just too yep. good. It didn't matter. I don't care if you're black or if you're white. I want you on my team. If a talent right. was to come up, a female athlete come up, that was that good, that you can just tell, head and shoulders above every other woman playing this sport. Would a GM say, I don't care. I want her on this team. She can help. Uh, and, you I mean, know, that might be right. This is the way I'm looking at it because out of all major sports, I don't think there is any other one where a woman could actually probably play with the men other than hockey. Now, not hockey 15, 20 years ago. I'm talking about the NHL now and where I see it being in 10 years. So right. for that, it was I, mean, I was thinking about it last night and I'm saying to myself, I wonder if they would, a GM or a team would ever say, you know what? We want her on the team. She's too good. Um, whether she's a goalie and, or a You know, when you put it that way, that makes a lot of sense. And let's not forget they had Manon Rayom, uh, who did a right. uh, preseason game for Tampa. Uh, and, and, you know, she got a look there. Were they, was she ever going to see regular season? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I think that, yeah, you make a good point with goaltending um, in theory. But now the way it's gone with size for goaltending, probably yeah, not. That's... If you got a, a woman with great hands, and there are some out there. I mean, um, uh, boy, uh, uh, Kessel, his wife, uh, Phil Kessel, his wife plays. I'm trying to remember yeah. her name. Uh, she's Kessel. pretty incredible. She's pretty incredible. Um, she was in uh, an NHL uh, All-Star season uh, game, uh, not last year, I think the year before. And um, it was pretty cool watching her play. Uh, some of these women's games are pretty awesome if you ever get a chance to watch them. Um, but, you know, it's to me it's awesome so, kind of like uh, when you watch a really great high school game too. Uh, I think they're above the high school players, but, um, you know, it makes you wonder if you had a phenom, like you're saying, like just one yeah. player who can do it. And uh, why wouldn't they play her? And the game kind of has to adjust to maybe make that a reality, a little less hitting. I think the NHL is squeamish about that, but once they – uh, about a woman getting, you know, crushed a la uh, the way Timo Meyer did for the Devils this playoffs. That would be kind of like, a, oh, boy. Uh, on the other hand, as people get a little bit more, like, okay with, like, girls playing, why not? You know, why not? I'm all yeah. for it if it can happen. What do you think, Bobby? This is, um, you know, one of those really sensitive topics. So you really got to be careful what you say. And, you know, you don't want to pit yourself on any particular side, but just try to be realistic about the situation. So the first thing that popped in my mind when you offered this question up was that 10 years is a very long time. It doesn't seem like it, but the way things progress um, in the last uh, two to three years, like the DEI initiative in general has exploded. It's shown growth in areas they could have never imagined. So if you multiply that kind of growth with this inclusion factor to 10 years, it very well could be that we are seeing um, women in the NHL. My biggest concern is kind of the physical aspect that Dan brought up. Counter by you a little bit, like if this is just a phenom and they can get in, like I get all that. Um, so I would probably say in that particular case, in the case of an absolute star athlete that can literally hang with the boys, you know what I mean? Yeah. That there's no barriers to it. It's not a men's league that I'm aware of. 
And there's not my like a WNHL concern, that she can my, go and dominate. My real concern is that if right. this is not going to be considered a men's league, but the women's league is considered a women's league, what of the guy who wants to join that league because he can't hack it in this <laughs> league? And we're already seeing a little bit of that. We are, and I'm not a fan. I, I just I don't have a problem with women's sports and men's sports being separate, but I also don't have a problem with if a woman's good enough to you know, be on a, a men's team. Um, because you got to understand their perspective too. If they were that good and they were like, "Well, yeah, I can play in the women's hockey league for a hundred grand a year, or I can try to play in the biggest stage of the world and get multi-million dollar contracts," like they deserve that right to compete yeah. for that. So I do get. Well, that. yeah, just, look at baseball with the old Negro leagues. You know that, that. I think we might need a working women's league for for it to happen, just to be somewhere for these GMs to find a phenom like Jackie Robinson was a phenom in the Negro league where he totally dominated. And they were sad to lose him, but he was like, no, I'm breaking through. I'm doing this. Um, I could see that happening with a woman. But we might need a women's league, and it failed, and that's a problem. But 10 years is a long time. We'll see. Yeah. Directly directly to Chris's question, like, yes, it very well could happen on, like, a one-off type of basis. But I think in totality, there is still a physical difference between a man and woman that would preclude most of them from being able to make the jump. I also, I'll I tell you, there's that, probably some women players out there bigger than Jack Hughes as far as, like, probably, oh, there's probably some women players who could take a hit better than Jack Hughes can. You know, and yeah. that's not what it's all about as a player. They have to do a million other things well. And, you know, nobody's saying there's a woman out there with the hands of Jack Hughes, but maybe someday? And, I, I mean, I, you also have to look at it, too, in the sense of, you know, if this one phenom came in and broke the barrier and played in the NHL and was successful, and then other general managers start saying, well, let's start checking out the women's leagues and this and that, they maybe pluck three, four, five other people, they're thrown throughout the league, at some point the NHL is going to say, no, we need to start a women's league, you know, WNHL, and get these women playing in their own league and get the revenue off of that and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I just think there are a lot of moving pieces. But when you look at the top four sports, in my opinion, hockey is the only one that if a woman can do it, she could, you know, they're not going to go out and play in the NFL. They're not going to play in the NBA. They're not going to play in Major League Baseball. No, but yeah. Baseball, I think baseball would be a pretty... An easier barrier to get in. I, I, the problem is softball. So? Incredible softball. Girls grow up playing softball, and it's like teaching them the wrong skills to be baseball players. Sure. I, I, I yeah. kind of a, I don't know if they if it's a physical barrier to playing baseball, but like we set up softball, and that's what the best athletes who would play baseball and are women would play. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting question, something to think about. Uh, I could see a day where, you know, a general manager down the road does say, if they, like you said, if that phenom does come in and they say, I don't give a shit that it's a female. You can make the team better? Team. Yeah. Make the team better. That's it. Yep. That's kind of cool. Kind of cool. And, Tony, you just think that because they can't share they have to build it down their I locker room, you can't do it. I just don't think it's going to happen, you know. I mean, it's pretty much, I just don't see it happening. I think it's a nice thought for everybody, but I just don't think it's going to happen. And I, you know what? And I also think there would be a problem with, um, I don't really want to talk too much about it, but like we were talking about like the hit the guy got suspended for for Dallas, right? Yeah. This is not, this is going to happen. And the same to this woman, too, because to think But you're saying that women can't handle getting hit like that? Like, of course, head like that? No, but it's going to become a problem because. You know, I mean, look, if we're going to say, how could you hit a girl, that kind of thing? Like, you think somebody's going to... I really... If every team's got half a dozen females on it, you know, I see where you're going. I'm talking about, you know... Do you think a man should be able to go play on a woman's hockey team? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely well, well, what's not. the difference? I don't understand. There's a huge difference. First of what all, there's... It? Well, if you're not good enough to, if you're a man and not good enough to play in a, because the NHL is like Bobby just said, the NHL is not a men's league. It's not that there is only men allowed to play. If you have a woman's league, it is specifically a woman's league, which means if you are have a fucking dangling penis between your legs, know. you cannot play there. So you're okay with you're not okay with a woman. You're not okay with a woman going and playing hockey, but you're okay with a guy playing in a woman's league. I got You're okay with a guy Tony playing wants, in a women's league. Tony wants to Andy Kaufman this. He wants to go and, and play yeah, in the I'm women's league. I'm out of this conversation, man. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. You're like Andy That's Kaufman. You want to like the ladies wrestling champion, right? That would be oh, fun. Yeah. You, you want to go <laughs> fight. You don't want to fight Jerry Lawler. You want to fight Marvelous Moolah. I don't, I'm not a wrestling guy either. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm Mr. Devil's no, fan, man, who wants to win the Stanley Cup. I don't no, get, I get it. it. I don't understand, I understand. what the, the, the craziness no of what he just got out of that. Like it's, it's no, no. I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to get politics into this. I'm just saying, like, women's sports are there so that women right. can play sports they yeah. wouldn't otherwise play in. So that that's the only reason we have women's sports. So, you know, you want a basketball team and you want women to play on the basketball team. You can't, like, you know, they have co-ed basketball leagues, right? So I've, yeah. I have my daughter in a couple different basketball leagues one was a, a girls league and the other one was the co-ed they did in the summer and in the co-ed all the coaches try to balance out how many girls they got out so it doesn't kill the game because the exactly. girls are definitely on a different level uh they're physically smaller and with a few exceptions which is kind of kind of cool when there are exceptions but when there are a few exceptions the girls are the weaker players so they kind of like you know sh- shuffle the team around for that purpose that's why we have women's sports so that girls can play too yeah, it it's sense. weird though when you get to uh, pros and when you get to pros it is is kind of like women supporting women or like hey women have done this their whole careers they would like to have a league can we have fans honestly it's still an open question we haven't had a really successful women's league you know so people saw a league of their own movie and you know it, it's kind of like a cool thing when it works but is it looking to put the best possible product out there or is it is the point to have a women's league. The point is to have a women's league, right? Uh, so you won't see too many men players who are like, I got to get in this league because I can't make the NHL. That's not really like the path they're trying to go. That We have minor leagues for, you know, that are open no. to everybody, and that's probably where they play, you know. It, it, you um, know, it, it's just, I, I just think, you know, just, when you're talking about, get, yeah, what are you going to say, Dan? Oh no no! I'm just saying I'm no, not. This is like taking taking politics. This has nothing to do with politics yeah, in my mind. I don't think that. No, it, I, but I, I don't think. No opinion on it at all, man. Basically, a woman, a woman okay. should. If, if, and and here's the other thing too. A woman, like Bobby said, if you are that good, right, and you're head and shoulders above every other female athlete that you're growing up with, I don't want to make. I don't want to just play for Team Canada. I don't want to just play for Team USA. I mean, they're getting hired as. General managers, assistant general managers, they're getting hired in every part of hockey operations that there are. And these aren't just people plucked off the street. These are ex-hockey players. You know, these are people that grew up in the sport. If one of them is to a point of saying, I'm done playing with Team USA, Team Canada, wherever, I want to make two and a half, three million dollars a year. I want to play. I can score 35 goals for in this league. I can do it. Yep. Uh, and if they can, that's the luck to them. Then, first of all, it, it, it would a general manager. Oh, I, I think no would 
Uh, uh, you said that, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you have Listen, no opinion, shut the fuck up. Because my opinion is a general manager. I think a general manager would fish out that Jesus person. Christ, a general man. manager would want that person on their You're team. You're trying to they're fish looking, me in there. <laughs> I have just, no opinion on it. I'm not saying a woman's good, if a woman's good enough to do it, let him do it. But I just don't have an opinion on that's it. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. I mean, I, it's not likely to happen. So anybody, whatever their opinion is, we've got at least ten years for it to happen. I think nobody thinks well, it's going to happen. Mean, I, I think tomorrow. if you look at you look at the league now, no, I don't think you can. But I, I think mm-hmm. if you look at where the progression of it's going and the things that are slowly getting taken away and what people want to take away, whether but you do agree we want with to get less not. physical though? Really? I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, that's that's a I, want to get less I get your point, man. Yeah. I don't want it to get less physical, but that is the way it's going. It just it is. definitely has I mean, been, right? In the last yeah, 20 years, yeah, it's progressively good. gotten a lot less and physical. Some of it's good. Nobody wants to see head injuries and all this shit, which we've said. You don't want to see that stuff. So that's good. It just hopefully it doesn't get to that point where it's just, you know. Fucking uh, Slavin got the living shit knocked out of him last night and that yeah. hit behind the net. Uh, that you know, good. that's just the kind of stuff like, yeah, it was, you know, the helmet to helmet thing. It, that's the kind of stuff that I just hate seeing. Like, I hate seeing a dude. Right. Where he's just fucking laying there lifeless, and then he got up and then fell back down. Like that's you know, that's not shit that brain you injury see. time. Brain um, injury time. Yeah, yep. the brain injuries are, are 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 no good. I just it's you know it's so tough, especially in football, but hockey too. I don't know how you ever get it out. So do we ever get to that point? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you can get it out. On that said, I'll be honest with you. Playing in the men's leagues, it's non-checking league. It's, you know, hits rarely happen. People rarely get head head injuries. It is fun for all. Is it fun to watch as much? I don't know. So really, basically, the fans' tastes have to change. And I think there's a lot of fans, and myself included, would be like, if you left it up to me, I man, I don't think I want to take the hitting out. And it's crazy because maybe someday we we'll look back on it as barbaric. But I'll be honest with you, it's such a, a exciting part of the game that it's another dimension of how a game can change by starting to throw hits. You know, like you really I, want that I gone. Think, that's that's I, I don't know. I think right now the NHL is trying to find that happy medium. You know, they right. don't want to have the head injuries, but they don't want to take the hit, hitting out. And you can't take the hitting out. It is part of the game. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, they can minimize so, head but, injuries, but can you ever get rid of them entirely? Probably not. I, I don't I don't think you can. And you, see, you know, look, and here's the other thing, too. Like, if the country or North America as a whole, if our consciousness was to suddenly change where we don't want to see hitting and stuff like that, that's never going to happen. The number one league in the freaking world is the NFL, and that's the most violent sport that there is. I mean, every freaking play, there are You mean if they go to flag football rules, we're not going to get ratings anymore if they flag football in the NFL? They won't. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, that's all part of the game, and it's the same thing with Absolutely not. It's part of the game. Now, I... I'm all fine with, you know, taking certain things, making, you know, make, maybe making the helmets more protective, th- things that you can do that don't take away the physicality of the game. I just fear that that is the way that it's going. And you see it every year more and more. Like, I mean, we talked about it millions of times, guys the size of Jack Hughes and stuff. They're not playing, you know, in the league in 1995, 94. Like, this was a much bigger freaking league. Seriously. These guys were, I mean, you know... All of these guys were built like, you know, John LeClaire, built like Timo Meyer. Um, and there was really no place for those small guys. I love the fact that the game has changed enough to where those smaller guys can use their skill. Where, you know, and part of that was getting rid of two line passes and all that other shit to open up the ice. I get all that. Yeah, interference, but, yeah. Well, right, interference and stuff. But 
I'm just saying to have those dudes that are those fast, skilled, uh, finesse players, I like watching them more, but I do not want to see the physicality taken out of the game in any way. Yeah. I just would not be shocked if in the next 10 years there is a woman playing in the NHL. That's all. That would Damn, be pretty wild. Man, but, you know. With the men's league over in Florida, yes. man, we always had a couple of those dudes who, you know, thought they were in the NHL, it felt like. You know, it was crazy. Yep. It was always it's like usually the younger guys. So they're like 18, 19, 20. They think that it it's the two. seventh game of the Stanley Cup Finals, right? Yeah, it's like it's a fucking beer league, man. I never understood that. We had that too. I, I mean, yes. God would try taking you out. I'm like, dude, I got to go to work tomorrow, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Jesus I guess Christ. I'm not uh, going you know, for a beer with you after this, you prick. Yeah, you know? I would, yeah. I would love when it got a little testy at times, and uh, I enjoyed it, yeah. and uh, that was fun. But uh, you know, definitely, we all realized we have to go to work the next day. That's because you love testies. Yeah, I love the testes, guys. Both of them. <laughs> Both of them. All right, I know Bobby's yeah. got to cut it short, so um, I guess yes. that will pretty much uh, wrap it up. So for Dan, Bobby, and Harry, uh, I'm Chris. Uh, we are the Uncle Puckers. <laughs> and we, <laughs> I, I've been waiting to get one that he's got one up that I can say. I couldn't say the other one he had up, so at least he changed Yeah, just so anybody knows something. what the hell we're talking about, Tony... From Lithuania, he signs on our little thing where we can see our screen names with a different name every time. A lot of them, you know, it's just, they're definitely not PG rated. But no, Harry's is one we can say. No, what? Harry Palms. <laughs> Harry Palms, I love it. Harry Palms from uh, what's her name? Cheech and Chong. So what That's was right. Jizz Mopper from? Uh, Clerks, right? <laughs> Clerks, yeah. Well, Clerks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That or Mallrats. I can't remember which one it was, but I think it was Clerks. It was definitely a Kevin Smith mm. movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, we will get together and do this thing again, and maybe we will have by the next time we're here a full Stanley Cup final that we can talk about and preview and Vegas and Florida looking that way. We'll see uh, what happens tonight. So yeah. anything else you boys would like to add before we wrap it up? That wraps it up, sir. Sure. All right. We will see you when we see you. Peace. Fuck is out. It's over, Jenny. It's over. How was Jack?